Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Glory to the Master. I'm so grateful to God for another privilege of gathering here in Dunamis Mount, encountering the power of love. I'm grateful to the master that he finds us worthy and he gives us the privilege of life. As a result of of the mercy that God constantly gives to us, we have the privilege of being alive, to be able to encounter his presence, to be able to encounter his, his faithfulness, to be able to encounter his love, to be able to encounter his provision, to be able to encounter his guidance, to be able to encounter his preservation. Just by the mercy of God, he finds us worthy to grant us life to encounter the benefits that he gives to us as a result of us being the representatives of the kingdom. It's a blessing. And I, w- I want us to be very intentional about these things. Like, let's not take it for granted. Like, oh, wake up, no, alarm, wake me up. If you like, go and put alarm by a dead body. Oh, yeah, all the great men, Mandela, all of them, go and put alarm by them, you see if they wake up. No, 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 don't wake up. But I want us to be very intentional about gratitude from the place of, of really thanksgiving to God that he finds us worthy and he gives us life just by his mercy. Hallelujah. By God's mercy, we are in the month of divine guidance and preservation. Hallelujah. And this topic is too important to our, for our life in the kingdom. I'm telling you, if you're not being led to go anywhere, you're in trouble. If you're not being led by anyone, you're in trouble. You know, even the people in the world who don't believe in a deity, one way or the other, they have relied on someone to get to a particular destination. For some of them, they had relied on, uh, um, how do they call that thing? Networking. And then they boost small so that, make sure you have, they relied on those things, those drinks, you know, to go to those places just so that someone can guide them to a to a certain place in, in, in their business, to get connections, to receive promotions, etc. So whether they like it or not, whether we like it or not, we are being guided by something. Guidance, it is knitted in our, in our fabric as representatives of the kingdom. And by the privilege of God, we have the king himself being our guide. I want us to keep that at the back of our minds. Even as we journey through this month, our month of divine guidance and preservation. Our month of divine guidance and preservation. By God's mercy, we took a, we took a while. We, we did a, a little introduction of divine guidance, but I want us to read our first scripture and we'll take our seats. Proverbs chapter 16 from verse 25. Proverbs chapter 16 from verse 25. And the Bible says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Come and look at it in the Amplified Translation. Rachel has given me inspiration. There is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. There is a way which seems right to a man and appears appears straight before him. But its end is the way of death. Come and look at it in the New Living Translation, please. Hello, you are doing very well. I like the God bless you. There is a path before each person that seems right, but its end 
is death. Spirit of the living God, we are grateful for your presence. We are grateful for your glory. We are grateful for your provision. We are grateful for life. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as we have gathered, as your word teaches us about the importance of gathering, the gathering of the saints, the gathering of ambassadors of the kingdom of God, and its importance, we are grateful that you, you have knitted that fabric in our heart that causes us to gather every Sunday just so that we can glean from your word. Spirit of the living God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this word would impact us, transform all of us, our mindset, and give us a heart that pursues you. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Find me worthy to deliver this word and find us worthy to hear your word and run with it in with agility. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You can take your seats. I find this particular scripture, the, the scripture that we are using as an introduction to, to today's message that the master is giving to us very, very, very important. And as we were reading the scripture, what came to mind is uh, my wife and I, at the beginning, when we started our marriage, uh, after we had gathered some small money, after we had sown all our money that we had received for offering, we gathered some, we had some small money, and we decided to put it in savings. And last week, the, the assistant guy who was handling EDC, I don't know if you guys knew about EDC, um, it was an Echo Bank, it was one of the most trusted, one of the most trusted uh, savings. Oh, I'm telling you, investment in the state Ghana, talk about EDC. It was all every property, the millions that people are going to put in EDC. The kind of money people are putting in EDC. Savings and loans. And unfortunately, the thing, he entered water. He cast crap. Hey! And this nigga, we're having a conversation with that guy because we have put some money inside there. And Charlie, we want that money to take our money out. Even if they can give us half crap, we'll take. But they're telling us that the way the thing is looking, it's not good. And when I was, when I was reading this scripture, that's what came to my mind. Is that there is a path before each person. That's it. Let's go to the uh, Amplified. Let's go to Amplified. If not amplify, you can go to the New King James Version. Okay, there is a way that seems right to a man. Selah. Pause. There is a way that seems right to a man, Menzel. And the way of a man is that, you know what, they say this EDC be good. So they say EDC be good if I put some thousand dollars to this, you know. By the end of the year, if they calculate the percentage, they say that the profit be like, like what, like twelve percent. If I calculate them, I will get, you know. By the end of the year, I will figure some two thousand four hundred. So it be good. There is a way that seems right to a man, seller. Sometimes, as a result of the calculations of a man, we begin to make certain calculations because we feel sufficient in ourselves, because we feel as though, oh, tell me, I make costful. That economist, when I no economist teacher was teaching me that thing, telling me I had I had the that thing, I didn't balance the thing. If I balance it, this is how much money I will make. There is a way that seems right to a man. Pause. I want us to just brood on this part. Just recently, I was looking at um, Capital Bank, the owner of Capital Bank, I've forgotten his name. At Wesian, very good. That man, the guy be loaded. 
buildings that he had. And the amount of savings and loans that people are going to put in that thing. I remember there was one interview where he was, um, they were interviewing, and he was, was he speaking in tongues? Representative of the kingdom, I believe. In the interview, he was speaking in tongues and, you know, and those things. But I believe strongly that, I believe strongly that maybe God might have given him a way that would have helped him preserve the finances, the wealth that, of people. Because I know for a fact that God loves to preserve his name. He's very interested about his name. He's very, very, very interested about his name. And that's the reason why his name is holy. Holy means separation. This week I was brooding over this and it baffled my mind. What God was telling me is that in every single name, his holiness is in it. Meaning that it's separate from every other name. So if we are talking about the mighty one, in reference to God as mighty, there is nobody in comparison to him as mighty. So when you call him mighty, it's holy. It's separated from every other description. I understand what I'm saying. When you call God as as uh, omnipotent, no, no, you know that one is it's big, as faithful, the, 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 the name faithful, that, that has been tagged to God, is holy because it's separated from every other faithfulness, every other form of faithfulness. That's what makes it holy, the place of separation from God, from, from everything else. That's what qualifies the holiness. And I believe strongly that God who loves to preserve the, the, the potency of his name would want to make sure that the representatives of the kingdom would do what brings him glory. Absolutely. 100%. But the reason why a lot of us enter, even us who are representatives of the kingdom, enter into a lot of trouble, enter into a lot of error, is because we always have a way that seems right to us. Bible is telling us, but its end is the way of death. The way that seems right to a man is the way of death. And I'll continue, continue teaching. We'll begin be able to decipher why the, the, the scripture that talks about us presenting our, our ways to God. And he will order us and like, okay, so that I mean I should not have any way. Well, we'll see. But we are focusing on divine guidance. And last week, by God's mercy, I gave a scenario. I had the privilege of going on to meditate. I have a fountain, beautiful place that I meditate. And it's under some tree beans, some place. Very nice. Very when I sit there quiet. I like I, I hear I hear God. <laughs> Baby, not to say that's when I'm in the house and I'm with you. I don't hear God. Just just saying. <laughs> but I went to sit there and I was leaving and I I, I met a shepherd and the shepherd was guiding a multitude of cattle they were plenty big bulls big cows very big but I noticed that even though the cows even their little um, cub can even be heavier than the guy the guy be jingling her off very skinny and I know even his baby the baby can even be heavier than but they have come to understand that if I want to enjoy pasture I must follow my shepherd they are very big. Big. I said, well, if you put them on scale, Charlie, it will not be who's it <laughs> If you like, when they will head you, see how you, you know? But even them in their capacity have come to understand the importance of a shepherd. I've come to understand the importance of a guide. And as I was standing, I was standing on, on, the, on, on the hill and I was just watching the, the shepherd and he started making the sound. 
because he was leading them to a pasture. So he led them to a small pasture where they were grazing. Then all of a sudden, Dillis, he saw a huge forest. And then when he saw that, he, then he ran to him. He saw that it was good. They started calling them. A few of them started to follow. Those who followed were those who began to enjoy the pasture feast. It was a lot. They were enjoying themselves. Then all of a sudden, I saw that he went. He saw that some of them, some of them were too distracted by the small that God had given. That's, yeah. That God had provided for them to eat. They were not listening to the voice of the shepherd. And that's what happens to us as represents to the kingdom. That when God gives us something, we we feel like, oh, today Ishek. When God gives us something, when God gives us like like a, a position, or God gives us something that is is is, a, is of a blessing to people, we feel like, oh, let me be called. This one is enough. This one, oh, this one I reach. Actually, I do all. So we don't open our eyes to, to allow God to lead us the place of plenty. Even the same thing in our relationship and our spirituality with God. Maybe we feel as though maybe my two minutes of prayer is sufficient. I mean, at first then, uh, those days I was not praying. But now that I'm praying, I'm praying two minutes. It's good. <laughs> so, because of that mindset, you will be sufficient on the praying two minutes not knowing that I can actually pray 30 minutes or speak in the language of the Spirit and God will begin to open my eyes, Joey. And God will begin to open my ears to be able to hear His voice. You know, and that that scenario alone taught me a lot. That they were focused, the guys who were still behind when the shepherd was calling, they didn't hear no, they were focused on the small grass that was there, and they were just enjoying. So what he had to do was that like he had to go all the way to the back and he started smacking some of them. As he smacked some of them, then everybody knew, hey Charlie, lashes the camo, make we make we go. <laughs> Then they all ran to the place of uh, the place where the, the, the forest was. And there were some of them who had seen their friends running, and they also joined, and they were all enjoying a lot of harvest. That's the importance of the shepherd. That's the importance of guidance. We must not neglect it. This is a prayer that we must pray every day of our lives. That guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land, because truly this land is very barren. Let's look at it. Let's, let's look at Ghana alone. See that, Charlie. We have a long way to go. Apparently, Liberia and Togo is even worse than Ghana. I heard, I was hearing it yesterday, and it made me grateful. It made me grateful for Ghana. Oh, I'm not joking. I'm telling you the truth. Apparently, they said if you go to Togo, Charlie, Togo is 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 like Ghana in the 19 in the 1950s. That's what they said. So you can imagine. We have to be grateful. Let's pray for Ghana. Me included. Me more times 500. Hallelujah. The importance of this. Too important. We read the scripture in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 25 and the Bible teaches there is a way that seems right to a man but its end is the way of death. I want us to look at the scripture in Psalm 37 from verse 5. And this, what, this gives us a little more emphasis of what it means for us to commit our ways to God. It's a commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him shall bring it to pass. So committing your way to God is from a place of submission. Knowing that God is like he, he even though he is with us in our present, he's also at our end. As Apostle Abim has been mentioning, he has seen, he has seen the life of our grandchildren, our children, our life, all of it in one, in one vision. The Bible is teaching us about submission just by reading the first part. Commit your way to the Lord. Submit your way to the Lord. Submission and 
That is the emphasis of divine guidance. You can never be guided if you are not submitted. You can never be guided to anywhere if you are not if you don't believe in what is guiding you. One way by which we submit to the Google Maps is by looking at it and actually taking the rounds to the particular location. Nobody is ever guided without submitting. If you like, let us tie. I mean, for the blind, for instance, they, they, they have a rod and someone is holding it. The, the person is guiding them to a particular location. Or someone is having a rope and the, you, someone else is holding on to it and you are, you are following. You are guided by the, what, the, what the person is, what movement the person is, is doing. When you begin to oppose the person, then you see that you will not be guided as much as you should. There will be a, a, a friction, you know? So guidance is too, is too important. So commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. The place of submission. Committing your ways to the Lord. I want us to look at Proverbs chapter 16 from verse 3. And I want us to look at Amplified, the Amplified translation, uh, Rachel's Bible. I heard she wrote it. So. But in <laughs> Amplified baby, yes. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 16 from verse 13. The Bible said that commit your works to the Lord. Submit and trust them to him and your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and guidance. Commit your works to the Lord. No, go back. Just Salah. Let us pause on three. Commit your works to the Lord. Submit and trust them to him and your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and his guidance. And I've come to understand the importance of this scripture. Too important. Even in running my business. I try as much as I can and every, every step I take I see the counsel of God. I've been telling the people that are around me that don't see me as your boss. I'm just a steward. Our boss is Jesus. What he sees, we do. And I know if I, I mentioned earlier on to, to, to us in this gathering that there was an opportunity for us to do a, 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 a um, it was a contract. It was a very nice contract. About 30,000 Ghana cities contract. And I mean, everybody was, ex was excited because it was the first time we have seen something like that. So, what it means is that we do it. Money, 30,000 is coming. Actually, what's all this English? No, 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 let's do the work. But we are, by God's mercy, we are, we are capable to do the work. Even more capable to do the work. But I keep feeling this edge. Don't do it. Quiet! <laughs> 30,000. And I know what 30,000 can do in this industry, especially in what we are doing. It can sort out a few things. It can buy some equipment, buy some softwares, buy some machines, laptops, get some more, more um, handy people to do the work, you know, increase the capacity of the business. But when I, I heard, don't do it. But everyone around me was saying, oh, Charlie, this is what we go to, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Oh, you know, this is what we do. I think we should, be, you know, and everyone had a plan to it. There was a plan that seemed right to a man. If I had done it, it would have ended in death. So you know what? I said, praying. I said, Father, this voice there is from the devil. I don't like this voice. Why are you telling me this is we needed? This is a breakthrough. But I felt the edge. Don't do it. And that's why submission is too important to people of God. When we begin to look at things with our eyes, begin to calculate things with uh, calculate things with our eyes, we would always miss the mark. When we constantly are intentional about heeding to the counsel of God in every step that we take, we'll see that we'll always enter into pasture. We'll always enter into the place of plenty. 
when we are intentional about heeding his voice rather than heeding the understanding that we might have gathered over the, over the years, we would see that God himself would lead us into a pasture of plenty. Something that, not, that does not just preserve you, but preserves the people that will come from you, the people that will come from your womb. Divine guidance is too important, people of God. Representatives of the kingdom of God. It is too important. We should not ignore it. I wonder that at the end of this month, as we are going through all these teachings, that we will become people who are desperate for divine guidance. Back to the story. Truth be told, when I sent the bed in, I had a conversation with my wife. My wife and I know she hadn't, she hadn't prayed about it yet. So when I spoke to her initially, she was saying, oh, oh, are you sure? Because sometimes I can do some very interesting things. Going drop this, going empty this, going every day you are empty every day. Are you sure it's not you? Are you sure it's not you who wants to do it? You know. And I also felt that that that, that it's me. <laughs> but I decided, you know what? I'll take a leap of faith and, and ignore this. I'll not take it. So I told that we found a very strategic way to tell the clients that you know what this way we cannot do it. And around that time, we had the privilege of traveling, so we left the country and. God being faithful, when we came back, when we came back, that same client had another campaign that they wanted us to work on. And it was even much more than the other amount. And what was, what was going to happen was that the caveats would have been that once you work on one, you can't work on the other because it's like it's, like it's competing clients. So what would have happened if I decided to go with my own way? I would have missed out on what God would have done to me. I would have been focusing on the small small grace, you know, and just chewing on it, rather than focusing on the, on the forest that God wants to lead me to. Ah, people of God, if we can grasp this today, let's close. We don't have to talk plenty, I'm telling you. If we can just grasp this, let's close. I have come to understand that people like to, you know, this one, I want to feel like, this one, make I feel, say, I go, this one, I go feel, do, make I do. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. Submission truly means you are heeding the counsel of God. You're not just doing what you want to do. So every step that we take, we must be intentional. Father, are you involved in this? What are you saying about this one? Father, this one, it looks good, but that, is, it, is it what will sustain me? By God's message, just by heeding the counsel of God, we enjoyed even much more times two the amount of doing it. And by God's message, we killed it. The client was too happy with the work that we did to the glory of God. But it first began from the place of divine guidance. Since the presence of God in this place that I'm talking to. Divine guidance. Divine guidance. We cannot ignore it as, as, as representatives of the kingdom of God. It's a kingdom principle that is knitted in our very fabric that we can never ignore. It. Ignore, Mrs. T. We can never ignore it. So the people that we even have conversations with, we need to be guided by it. Now, I have this friend, and he was telling me about a story. And um, he was he went to buy something, and when he went to buy, I think he was coming back to the uh, he was coming back to his abode, and when he was coming back, he met one of those Ashamboho guys. You know, do you, you know that Ashamboho? Carry, you don't know Ashamboho. Oh, you don't know. Let me teach you guys something. You boy, then you don't you don't you are not you are not cobole. You don't know Ashamboho. Back up, you know Ashamboho. Hey. <laughs> so, there are these guys. They are I think they are Muslim. I'm not too sure. Have prophetic gifts. Okay, they have a prophetic gift, my brother. And 
they work with familiar spirits. What I, what I mean, they work with familiar spirits because nothing is. If any, you see any of them that are prophesying, they don't have the Holy Spirit. It's a familiar spirit. So what they do is that they meet you on the road, and then they will tell you Hashem or And then when they say Hashem, they say Dear Hashem. When you say Dear Hashem, then they will come close to you. And they will start to prophesy. He will tell you your past. You tell you the things that you are. They work with dwarfs and familiar spirits. So what they do is that they will, when they begin to prophesy to you, they they will your akono would arise. When they see that they've got you, then they'll ask you for money. Then they'll ask you for money. They will tell you that oh, you have to sow a seed. They don't mention an amount, hundred Ghana. If you have hundred Ghana, you give it to them because you've heard about oh, the way this guy has come to meet me, he's telling my Charlie, and they'll tell you things that are wrong in the family. And you see that they will mention oh, your sister, sister, and your your sister has your sister has an issue with this, and it is you will know this one there is true. No, they're not lying to you. They are telling you that they are telling you the thing. Well, it's a lie because it's not coming from from the, from God. Yes. Uh huh. We are good students of the Bible. They will literally tell you your life story. And then they'll tell you so I see it. And when they tell you, they'll tell you that, okay, I'm holding this water. This water, if you go home, when you go around 8 o'clock, you will do you will perform this ablution. You will perform this ritual. It will wash away all the sins. <laughs> it will wash all the sins away, wash all the issues in your family. So when you buy that water, it's water that is supposed to be 50 pesos, a sachet of water, they will tell you that you have to buy for 100 Ghana. Or they will tell you 1,000 Ghana, depending on who they meet. If the person is very desperate, if they're able to knock the thing well, Charlie, ah, I can get 2K. Who from this guy? And what they will do is that once you give them money, you have purchased, you, are, you have entered into a transaction with, 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 with drafts. You've entered into a, tra- a, a transaction with familiar spirits. So you can be sleeping. You feel that somebody's going to play with your leg. They'll be playing with you. Or they'll be stealing your money. You have money. By the time you see them, all the money is finished. You don't know what you've done with the money. And that's where we'll get there. The importance of submission. We'll get there. Some of the things that we can do to remain submitted. And they'll be stealing your money. They'll be stealing. You, you, don't, you don't know. And that's where they get the money from. That's how come those who do... Um, their blood rituals and all those things. Do you wonder where they get the money from? They will give you a time that you must spend it. The money is not that it's the money that is flicky money. It's real money. They go and pick the money from somewhere. It's not the money that they have been done in the spiritual world. That is money. But where is the source? It's, it's from these transactions. So I'm telling you today, even your Hashem of others are binding you in the name of Jesus. Or you evangelize to them, telling them that this thing, do you know there is a better source that can give you liberty? You know, if you can actually, wow, you can actually turn into evangelism. One of them, I've, I've met, I've met two of them in my life. The one I met him in Accra, the wife gave it to him. Eh? No, 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 actually, he almost confused me. The one that I met in Accra, there were three of them. And one of them walked to me. I was walking, I was going to no hotel. Those days, no hotel. And I was, I just come up from a church and I was walking to the place. And then one, I met one of them. And he told me, he started talking to me. He started speaking gibberish. And then he slapped my head. So when he slapped my head, then he moved. So when he slapped, I was so confused. I had the kind of goosebumps and fear that came on me. So my whole orientation was distorted. So I was like, what's going on? Then somebody was coming to pick from me. No, 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 it wasn't pick. 
I didn't think you were reminding me of Holy Spirit. Another person came to tell me that, hey, what is going on? Tell you it's very serious. Tell you have to give some money. Hey, what is going on? Tell you they can go kill you. You go mess up your life. But you've been ah, uh-huh. that's what they do. So when the guy smart and another guy was coming to, and then somebody knew what they are doing. So the person said, hey, run, stop, don't mind them, walk, walk. Immediately start walking. I said when I sat in the office, I said, hey, father, this world is a wicked world. I tell you, the one I was afraid, Magafui. Tell you, I was afraid, Papa. So I caught the signal and I said, hey. Next time I showed. So the last time I was going, the person was coming to try that thing. Oh, I'm not saying the story well. It started with direction. Yes. He was telling me, you can see his face. He said, come on. He's asking me for direction too. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, yes. They'll ask you for a direction. So as we are coming to do, okay, take left, then you smack your head. So one of the guys came to me and they were ID man. I said, if you like, try out. You see. He and he saw the way I've called the Bible, then he left. I said, uh-huh. You know? So that's what they've been doing. These are the kind of things that they do. And they lead you into error. So backtracking to the story I was talking about with Hashem, the Hashem Waho guy. So this guy was so deep and he met one of these Hashem Waho guy and the guy, this is like last week, I'm not talking about every, last week, last week, here no, around this place. Here no. And the guy walked up to him and began to tell him past experiences. He was giving him the thing. This time he gave it to him. It's very true. And I think he was becoming afraid. So immediately, the guy removed Sasha water. He said, This one, if you wash your hand, this one, this will happen. And around 8 a.m., I'll take my number, I'll call you, we'll do some things. It will break the thing. So the guy he took some money and gave it to him. And apparently, when the guy gave him the money, then he took something. I think he took something from his bag. And then he poured something in it. And the fire came out of it. And that's when the person remembered that Jesus did. He said, Jesus! By then, for this man already. Then he left. So you understand? So people, the people, a lot of people, they catch a lot of people. That's why they are constantly doing it. Because a lot of people like, they don't, ah, who should you like spectacular things, you know? Before, before, like, mysteries, before they be able to know that maybe God may be doing something for them. And unfortunately, they have been led by these things that would land them into big trouble. You have entered into a partnership with, with, with this guy and with the dwarfs, with dwarfs that we've not seen before. Just by transaction, just by not heeding to the guidance of God. That is why it's too important for us to knock this thing in our fabric. Divine guidance, people of God, representatives of the kingdom of God, ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We can never ignore this. Divine guidance divine guidance. I want to read some descriptions of submission that would help us understand what it means to submit. What it means to submit. To submit means to enjoy the shepherding of a king from the place of submission to Jesus, who is the king. Of course, we all know that. We can never enjoy his submission if we are not submitted to his teaching. Submission is a kingdom principle. Second definition in Elua, I want us to type this one if you can. I'll try as much as I can to read. This one is dictation. In those days, we used to write, Papa. The teacher is just talking. Good times. Submission is the voluntary 
sub, this English word is too hard. I don't want to call it difference. Um, okay. Submission is the practice of going after something bigger than our preference. It is allowing our ego to die so that we may enter into an amazing joy-filled life in Christ. It is where we live in the Father's pleasure as he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. So submission is a practice of going after something that is bigger than our preference. Pause. You can type that one. Submission is a kingdom practice of going after something that is bigger than our preference. Or submission is a voluntary submission or voluntary um, focusing of the submission of our will or preference to the will or preference of another. The key word is voluntary. And when we are talking about submission, we are not talking about uh, um, the, the governmental system where, uh, oh, the thing has escaped my mind. Hitler, what, what governmental system did he, did he use? Dictatorship. Very good. Dictatorship. And when we are talking about submission, it's not, it's not a dictator. It's not like God is a dictator. He said, okay, you are giving your life to me, so do all I say. He always requires, well, he expects us to do all he says, but he does not impose it on us. He gives us the opportunity of choice. And that's where submission is too important. Submission is voluntary. It's powerful. Submission is voluntary. It's something that you have to volunteer to do. So for most of us who have had divine encounters with Jesus Christ in person, the encounter can be one thing. The next thing is a voluntary action that you will do to make sure that you are submitted to the one that you encountered to make sure that you will constantly keep that place of intimacy. It's voluntary, my dear. And that's the reason why when Paul had a divine encounter with, with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, there was a part that he needed to play to make sure that the call of the apostle on his life would come to pass. And what meant was that after his eyes were shut, he heard a voice where the master was leading him to go and meet a man. I believe it's called Ananias. And when he goes to meet him, he's the one who would have the capacity of breaking the shackles from his eyes and you gain sight again. So the Bible teaches us that after immediately he had an encounter with Jesus, he went into a fasting. He didn't eat. Oh yeah. I think it's Acts 13, if I'm not mistaken. Can we go there? Acts 13. I'm not too sure, but let's go there. Acts 13, let's go look at verse 6, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. Let me check, let me check. Quickly. I think it's, is it, you go look for it for me. Is it Acts, is it Acts 13? Or is it Acts 9? Acts 9. Yes. 9. 9. Yeah. Verse 11. Actually, let's look at verse 6. From verse 6. Says, so he trembled and astonished and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Right now, he's not focusing on his will. He was going to massacre the, the Christians in, in, in Damascus. When he encountered Jesus Christ, it was no more what he wanted to do, but now he said, what do you want me to do with the place of submission? So, we can never separate the place of submission from our faith as, 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 as believers. The moment we gave our lives to Christ, it meant that we have submitted our will to him. It's a voluntary action. And that's the reason why this guy who was so bent on doing 
doing his will. Anything he could do to make sure that the, the Jews were amplified, he was willing to do it. And the Bible is teaching us here that so he trembled and astonished. He said, Lord, what now? Now he's saying, What do you want me to do? Then the master told him, Arise, go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. Then immediately he entered into a fasting. Three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. It was voluntary. drink water for three days. It was for lunch just because he met the master. So, we need to lock in the place of submission as representatives of the kingdom of God. We cannot do without it. We cannot do without it. So, what are the ways by which we can surrender? What are the ways by which we can surrender? What are the physical postures we can take that can, that can be linked with spiritual activities that will cause us to truly submit to God? The first of it is from the place, the posture that we take from the place of kneeling down and from the place of bowing down or from the place of lifting up our hands for the place of worship. And if, I know for most of you, you know, you are as you have seen, I love taking postures during worship. Because I've come to understand the importance of it. It's it, one way by which you can catch the attention of God immediately just by the posture that you take. And that's the reason why when you go, when you look at, let's even come to here, Ghana. When you look at the Ashanti kingdom, you notice that the people who go and say, oh, no, 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 no. You see that if you're not careful, the guy can remove something and I give you. If you're not careful, you can remove some hundred and I give you. Maybe the lady who will come before him and she will dance. And then she'll be dancing, moving all her body. You say, by the time you see now, then she'll move the money again to you. The posture that she took also is amplification of a place of submission. Because you know that this guy is a deity. If I can submit myself to him, you give me money. Okay. If I can submit myself by killing myself, that give me some wild moves, I'll get some money from him. And you see that truly, truly. And as we see, sometimes when you even go for engagements, you see that when they are, it is any form like cultural, the people are, they, they know that the people will pay them at the end, though, but they want more from people. So they'll come and stand by you. They don't, they'll bore you out to remove something and put on them. Or put on their head and it will leave you. You know? Submission, one of the ways by which you can catch the attention of God, one of the ways by which we, representatives of the kingdom, can truly submit to Jesus Christ our King is by taking the posture, taking a posture in worship. It's not a posture that we are familiar with kneeling down, lifting up our hands, lying prostrate. All of these have a place. One day we'll take our time and we'll break them down. I just, want to, I just want to highlight it because of the time that we have. Highlight it and then we'll, we'll leave. I want us to look at the scripture in Genesis chapter 24 from verse 48 to 43. Let's look at it in the New, New King James, please. And the Bible says that, And I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. And if you're familiar with this text, you that this is Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, who was sent to go and find a bride for the son Isaac. So the Bible is teaching us here that as he had met the father of Rachel, this is what he was saying. Hey, it wasn't Rachel, no. Okay, this is what he was saying. And I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master, Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Let's go. Now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me that I may return to the right hand 
or to the left. This is direction. Okay? Then 50, he said, the Laban and Beth, Bethuel answered and said, the thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either bad or good. Let's go to 51. Here, Rebecca, thank you. Here's Rebecca before you. Take her and go and let her be your master's son, son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. This began from the principle of acknowledgement to submission. When he got there, he didn't just say, okay, hey, my master has sent me, so let me come and pick one nice girl. Charlie, you be nice. Let's go. He acknowledged the kind of submission that the lady, the, the, girl, the girl would have, which is a submission to her father. So immediately he went to look for the father and then he laid prostrate just by doing that. The guy can say, Charlie, you are correct. And that's the reason why for most of us who are married, you, you can attest to the fact that when you were meeting your parents-in-law for the first time, you didn't just go there anyhow. If there's some t-shirt that you like wearing that maybe your girlfriend has been seeing every time, you didn't you won't go there with that t-shirt. Oh, no, 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 you will not do that. Oh, Sebastian, you, if you are going to meet your parents-in-law, Mr. T, when you are going to meet your wives, you didn't go with your... You went looking in a particular way, speaking in a particular way. Oh, thank you, ma. Make sure that your hand is behind you. Maybe she goes to the kitchen. Oh, can, can I help you carry it to the kitchen? Or maybe she goes to the kitchen. Maybe you see that she's washing the things. You go and stand by her. You want, it's a place of submission. You understanding that, you know, I have to submit myself so that I can get the prize. It's a kingdom principle. We can never ignore it. Just by giving such gestures, such postures, it takes, it makes appearances that Charlie, this guy, then when you leave, they will go and tell you, hey, boy, the boy is correct. The boy that you brought home, though, Charlie, they are correct. And that's one of the things I enjoy. When I, that, that's not, my mom raised me like that. My parents raised me like that. Um, I'm, a, I'm the hands-on guy. I know, I know, he's like that. He's a hands-on guy. He's, he's a chef. Serious guy. submit such postures, it catches the attention of God. It catches the attention of those who are submitted to them. The posture that we take in worship. I want us as a church in Dunamis Mount to be intentional about taking postures for the place of worship. Not just when we gather, start in your secret place. Everything we do here is a reflection of what we do in our secret place. It should be a reflection of what we do in our secret place. Sometimes we... Uh, when we gather, that's when we want to speak glow, 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 tongues. But when we go there, we don't do that glow, glow, glow like that. <laughs> so I want us to begin to practice these things at home. Lying prostrate while, while worshiping God. Kneeling while praying. Raising up our hands while praying. While worshiping. It's a kingdom principle. It's one way by which we can amplify the place of submission to God. I want us to look at the scripture, another scripture towards in speaking about the postures of God in Exodus chapter 17 from 11. And the Bible said that, and so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, the Amalek, the people of Amalek also prevailed. And there's a story, this talks about the story when um, Moses was asked to go on top of the mountain and oversee Amalek, when they were having a battle, Israel was fighting, Israel being led by Joshua, were fighting the people of the Amalekites. And when they went, the, the, pre, the principle of them winning the, the bout, them, them winning, I said, bout, I'm, so, I'm not interested in boxing, them winning the fight was dependent on Moses' submission by raising up his hand. Taking up that posture of submission just by raising up his hand. The moment his hand came down, he lost, they were losing. When he lifted up his hand, he started winning. Playing the scriptures like this that talks about 
postures. It's a principle of the kingdom. Taking postures from the place of worship. That's one way by which we can be submissive to God. Another way by which we can be submissive to God is through tithings and offerings. Tithing and offering and it leads to divine guidance. I want to look at the very popular scripture in Malachi chapter 3 from verse 8 where the Bible says that, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have I robbed you? You have robbed me in tithes and offerings. And the Bible says that you are cursed with a curse. Jamie, for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. I believe strongly. This is, this is a message that I was on our way back from my head. Bishop Doug speak about emphatically. And we have come to meet the people who say that Old Testament, uh, tithe the Old Testament. The dispensation of Jesus Christ. No, no, we don't pay tithe there. Don't pay. The Bible teaches us countless. I, when we have a time to teach on, on tithing, I'll break it down by God's mercy on what God requires us to do in the time. But tithes and offerings is one of the most important things that we must do. We should not ignore in the kingdom. It shows our submission to God. It means that we have submitted our money to God. Just being able to take 10% out of the money. It shows that God, my money, I've surrendered it to you. Tithing and offering. Don't joke with it. Another way by which we can submit to God is through fasting. Through fasting. And I want us to look at the scripture in Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1. When the Bible teaches us, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Submission was very key in this scripture. He was able to override the attack of the enemy because he had submitted his flesh from the place of prayer and fasting. He was dying to his flesh. So because of that, it was very easy for him to be submissive to God and counter the attack of the enemy. Even when it seemed very, very true. Very, very. The guy was quoting scripture. The deceiver. That was scripture. The scripture that he quoted. Let's, let me, let's, let's see if I can find it. The scripture that he quoted. Uh, Man shall not live by name. Um, if you are the son of God, command stones to. Let me see if I can find it. find an opposite on a group. But that's a scripture. Somewhere in Deuteronomy, I believe. It's a scripture that he quoted. But he was able to decipher that this thing that the guy is talking is not from God. Just from the place of submission in fasting and prayer. I want us to be believers who are so interested in fasting. When they call for fasting, I want us to be the first people who are desperate for it. Because you can never be led by anything if you're not submitted to it. You can never be led by the Holy Spirit if you're not submitted to him. You can never be led by God if you're not submitted. You can never be led by Jesus in every aspect of your life if you're not submitted to him. You can never be led by your boss in your office or workspace if you're not submitted to them. Oh, absolutely. You can, it's not possible. It's not possible. The place of submission, fasting and prayer is one of the ways by which we can truly be, be submissive to God. And as a result of this scripture that we just read in Matthew chapter 4, we saw that Jesus Christ submitted to God in from the place of fasting and prayer. He grasped that understanding. We also see in the scripture in Esther chapter 4 from verse 16. But the Bible says that go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maid and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. 
perish. So Medekai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded. When you have time, I want you to read Esther chapter 4. And this story, this is just, a, I'm just highlighting the part where he spoke about fasting and prayer. But what happened was that Esther was placed in a very important place of changing the decrees so that the Israelites will benefit. And what happened was that Mordecai had, had an issue with, um, um, what's his name? Bible, Bible students. Mordecai, he had had an issue with Layman, very good. And had an issue with Layman. As a result of the issue that he had with him, he wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to make sure that um, the, they don't enjoy, that the Israelites don't, don't enjoy. So, just by being in that place of, of dying, that place of fasting and prayer, they were able to enjoy something that seemed so impossible. Just by here, the people of Israel submitting to God from the place of fasting and prayer, they were able to have a divine meeting with the king. And based on that, the decree was changed. And initially, if you read the scripture, you say that it's not possible for a man to just go appear before the king. They'll kill you. But just by them fasting and praying, when she went before the king, the king found favor in their eyes. It's a kingdom principle. Submitting to God we must not think we're not fasting in prayer. And I want us to be intentional. We should not just wait for fasting before we fast. Every week you should have a day. Father, you fast. And I'm not talking about fasting. I'm not saying that you fast. Okay, maybe you wake up 12 a.m. You wake up 12 a.m. So you say, oh, I fasted 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. When I was asleep, I was fasting. I was not eating. So it's fasting. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the fact that you know that you are, you are really submitting. And that's the way by which you can amplify your spirit, man. Push yourself to the limit. Push yourself. Maybe you are fasting from six. Maybe from you can start six to three, six to, six to twelve days. It's not fast. Sometimes we don't even eat breakfast already. Maybe six to three, six to six. You say that you know this is the day I'm committed to God, and you are praying with Scripture every week, every week. And God's mercy, because of the 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 the, the, um, the mandates, many mandates that God has given to me. My wife has invited me by left right fastings blamed but now I'm, I'm, I'm changing I'm changing oh I'm not changing <laughs> it's too important it makes you so sensitive to God it makes you truly be submissive to God and when you when you enjoy the place of fasting and pride you see that pride can't have anything to do with you if you are here you have you feel like you have an issue with pride start fasting and praying the thing will vanish oh yeah to vanish because you are being sustained, your food is what sustains us. If you are pushing them aside to make sure that you are heeding the voice of God, you will see that the thing to fly out will go away because in the place of fasting, it means it makes you become submissive to God. That's one way by which you can submit to God through fastings and prayer. Last but not the least, one way by which we can submit to God is through service to God service to God. And I want us to really, really be intentional about this scripture. And just by our understanding of the kingdom, we know that even where we work at is kingdom. It's a kingdom agenda. It's a way by which we can populate the kingdom. At our workplaces, uh, in church, coming, making sure, okay, the drum needs to be done, you know, coming early, making sure that the assignment has been given to you. You are killing it to the best of your ability as unto the master. 
that amplifies submission to God from the place of service. It means that you are submitted to God. That Father, you know this is your work. I want to make sure that I do it well. Last night, by God's mercy, we went to minister somewhere. We go home after one. We go home after twelve. Myself, Evan, um, Dela, Yoku. We left that place around eleven. But by God's mercy, we knew that we have to come. We have to make sure that we came, just so that we make sure everything. I can say that my and then maybe I'll, I'll tell I'll tell uh, Mister T to preach. I tell Adam uh, uh, to preach. Let me sleep small. Oh, but it's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. Just get ready. Not just all of you. Left, right. You know? Submission. Service to God. I want us to be people who are intentional about serving God. In any aspect, any, any field that we find ourselves in. Not unto God. Not unto man, but unto God. And I like this scripture so much. Colossians chapter 3. I want us to read it from 22. And I want us to write this in the fabric of our hearts. It's a bond servants, people who are submitted to God, people who are submitted to Jesus Christ. Obey in all things your master according to the flesh, not with eye service. And I've come to understand a lot of members of church, they like eye service more than anything. I used to be one of them. There was a time in my life I said that I always wanted to go to church and do the things so that apostle would be happy with me. There was a time like that. Apostle or maybe the prophets of the house, those days. There was a time I always wanted to make sure that he's happy with me. Why are you laughing, Rachel? I don't like how you're laughing. There was this one guy who I always wanted to. to sometimes when I'm even singing, I'll look at him to see. I see if like he's the, he's the, him, he's the one who measures. He has the measure of, of worship, marking scheme. Then you know. So there's a point when I'm worshiping, I want to look at him to make sure. If I see that he's risen, I say, okay, okay, he's reaching heaven. <laughs> Turning to eye service, well, instead of me to keep my gaze on the master to make sure to make sure I'm pleasing him, I'm looking at him to see to see if the way I sing, you know, oh Charlie, the boy, the boy do well today. The boy is good. Then when he said the boy is good, when I said father, then I said well, I, I don't even go and knew that father is there anything that I, I didn't do well. He was the marking scheme, and that's what happens in a lot of churches. I don't want to ever become the marking scheme for any of you here, as I lead you in this part in this uh, uh, church. That I will do something because of everybody. Everybody will not. He's not the one who would, who will allow you to pass when you meet the master face to face. A lot of people in the kingdom have become so interested in making sure that they are. I'm not saying don't honor me. I'm not saying don't honor apostle. I am saying that honor God, and as you honor God, it, it comes it comes down to the man of God because of your honor for God. Because of your honor for God, you honor your parents. Because of your honor for God, you honor authority. Because of your honor for God, you will honor your husband. Because of the honor for God, you will honor your wife. Because of the honor that you have for God, you would honor the people that are around you. You will not look down on them and say, this one guy, this guy, this guy, I don't know him. You know? So, eye service is too dangerous. In the kingdom, a lot of people, and that's the reason why you see in a church, you can see that people are coming, the day that the pastor does not come to church, you see that they don't come to church. Oh, this morning, this morning, let's go and wash or let, let's go and pump food because Pastor Seth is not around, you know. And, and 
that's the, there's something that I really want us to correct in the faith because I as a pastor I don't want to ever see or feel that the day I don't come to church the members will not come to church then we are in big trouble we are in big trouble though that the people are only coming to church I understand that of course you might have like favorite people who are when they preach their word it goes into your heart but if we are truly fixated on our eye on serving God maybe God has said that you should be here and serve your eyes on the master you see that nothing will be able to distract you of your heart, fearing God. And I, the day, I, I, there was one day, I think I went to, I led, I led worship, or I led prayer or something, and this guy I'm talking about, what he, what he did pain me. So I went to God and I said, Father, this thing that has paid me, I don't, I don't like it. And I said, you know what? This scripture, I must take it seriously. If my eye was on the master, I'll not be interested in what he, if he like, if he like, he can roll. If he can leave, I'm really can do like this. So long as I'm seeing that the master is enjoying what I'm doing, that is the focus. And because of that, I'll be very intentional about how I give off my worship to the master. Because I'm not focused on pleasing men. But my intention and my heartbeat is to please the master. And that's a portion that I took. When I encounter the scripture, everywhere I go, I want to make sure that I'm pleasing him, serving him with all of my heart. Yesterday, I'll tell you an interesting story and I'll conclude my, the message that the master has given to all of us. I went to um, Minister Samway. And when I went, I was telling, that, I was telling uh, my wife after it that I have this principle. It's a covenant that I have with God that every time I lead worship, I take off my shoes. When I encountered the scripture in Exodus chapter 3, I found that very person. When I read that scripture, it entered in my heart. So when I told God that, Father, everywhere I stand, Every worship, when every song of adoration that comes to my mouth catches your attention, I will take this principle of the kingdom. Father, it's a covenant between you and I. Wherever I stand, I will take off my shoes and worship, no matter where I am. And that was a covenant that I have. That's a covenant that I have with God, still have. Now, yesterday, I went to this very big event, and I was ministering very big. The place was packed. And all the other ministers that went before me, big guys, they are big guys. Um, the Luigi McLeans, you know, list them. And when they were going, ah, all of them are wearing their shoe. All of them are wearing their shoe to go and sing. And when they sang, it was powerful. So I, I was as if I was hearing a voice tell me that ah, you only you, I think you know, people will be looking at you. People will be looking at you. you every, if you wear a shoe, everybody is looking at you. If you take off your shoe, from the place to the stage, you're far, you're far off. So by the time Get there, everybody has seen this guy. Why are you over spiritual? Over, then you two, they wear white, white stone top. Why you be, you be, you be fetish priest? Over you are, are you a spirit? You know, and I start hearing that voice that you know today just don't just wear your shoe and wear minister to be powerful. This is my covenant. So I'm not saying that all those who wear their shoe and minister they're not powerful. No, no, no. It's a covenant, a personal covenant I have with God. get to my tent and they called the guy before me the, uh, minister Nanamwa. and when he went I just knew that the master was testing me I just knew 
even though I was I would hear a voice, I heard the voice tell me, today, don't worry, just feel free. Just so you don't distract people. It sounded so so wise and so appealing. Because when you take off your shoe, you will distract people. People will be looking at your leg instead of focusing on God. So and no, I'm serious. That's the voice I heard. But when so I, I was actually going to do that. I was going to walk when I get to the stage and I'll take it off. So I don't distract the bus from the place to the stage far. So my habit was to make sure that I'll, I'll not take off my shoe. Only when I get there, maybe I'll take it off. But I knew the master was testing me. I knew. And I said, what? This day, I won't feel this test. So I took my shoes off and I went to the stage. If my heart was fixated on pleasing people, because what would happen was that I wonder, I wonder, we went to the stage to make sure I will not, I won't take off my shoes off because I don't want to please people. I don't want to please people. I don't want to distract them. But the master was requiring me to go to the stage barefooted. Look, when I heeded the submission of the of, of the Holy Spirit, when I knew that you, I didn't hear him speak. I just knew that I was being tested. So I took my my shoes off and I walked to the stage. When I stood on the stage. Those who are there can testify. Every single one of all the big ministers I'm talking about, they all came to me and said, Hey, Charlie, you are dangerous. Also, um, Minister um, uh, Kofi Kakari, those of you who know Kofi Kakari, he came to me and he hugged me and lifted me. And he said, Man of God, you are too much. And I said, When he said that, I said, Glory to the Master. That's like all I kept saying. Glory to the Master. And but what came to my mind, what was so fascinating for me, was just that short time of divine guidance. If I was too fixated on pleasing people, I would have missed it. I would have stood there. People would have worshipped though. But I would not have hit the hallmark that God would have required me to hit just by missing divine guidance. People of God, divine, divine guidance is real. I want us to really, 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 really pray and work with these things that I've shared with us, that the Master has shared with us about divine guidance so that we can run with it with agility. By God's mercy, when I stood on the stage, just my healing is guidance and I worship the Master, everybody could testify that we are shifted. The atmosphere has shifted. And right when I was done, uh, Prophet Achumanase also took the microphone and he was doing the same thing. So assuming I went to me, I went to do something else. The service would have digressed. The man of God was doing the same, and he was speaking quietly the way I was speaking. No, quite like, ah, Spirit of the Living God. Every single one of these big guys were all on their on the floor. You got, I saw something. I didn't even do my car. I couldn't see. The light was very bright. You stand on a lot of these big stages. They purposely keep the light on so you don't allow the God to distract you. So I couldn't see a lot. I could see a few things, but I couldn't see a lot. Apparently, all the guys, I was sitting with them, every single one of them. Some of them were shouting, some of them were kneeling down, some of them were sitting on the floor, some of them were lying prostrate, every single one of them. Some of them came to the altar, they came to sow seed. Divine guidance. But it also starts from the place of service, where our attention is given to the master, not given for the place of I service, that I want to please the man. No, 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 no. no. If your attention is to please God, everything you do, Evangelism, going out, not waiting for Reverend Barry to say, let's meet. No, 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 no. We are going and we are speaking during the week. We are going and we are speaking to people deliberately 
making sure that the master is pleased. We have seen in scripture that evangelism is one of the things that catches his attention. So we are intentional about it. Speaking to people because we know this thing pleases the master. Making sure that that are offense that don't lie in the heart because it pleases the master. Can we be upstanding, please? Knowing that offense, the master doesn't like offense. So because of that, we are intentional about making sure that we don't go to bed fighting with someone. We don't go to bed fighting our, our wives. We don't go to bed with issues that are lingering in the house. And it's okay. I don't mind. You come and tell me sorry. You come and tell me sorry. Every day me, I'm telling you sorry. Then you go and sleep. No, 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 no. Because you have the heartbeat of submission, you are intentional about making sure that you don't go to bed fighting with your wife. You don't go to bed fighting with your neighbor. You don't go to bed fighting with someone. You know that you are fighting with a guy and then you, you fight. You I'll teach him something. You know, just from the place of service to God, we understand the principle of submitting to him. So our every, our every heartbeat is to make sure that he's pleased with us. That's my heartbeat. Though. I want to make sure that God is pleased with me. Karen, that's my heartbeat. I'm telling you, and I know you guys know. As I'm saying, I'm getting goosebumps because it's truly my heartbeat. Then everything I do, that I, 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 like, he finds me worthy. And before I even, everything I want to do, I always, find, I always tell God, my brother, that Father, find me worthy. Find me worthy. This is that you have given me, a, given me a privilege of doing. Find me worthy. 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 Help me submit to you. Help me submit to you. It's a constant prayer that we must pray. It's a constant prayer that we must pray. The prayer of submission. Now, Father, I said I've given my life to you. Help me be truly submissive to you. So that I can truly represent the kingdom. Because we have been called to represent it, whether we like it or not. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's a daily thing representing the kingdom of God. If we understand the place of service to God, we know that it's too important. I must not go to bed angry with anybody. The purity of your heart is too important. The purity of your heart is too important. It's, 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 it's a ground. It's a ground for intimacy with God. It's a ground through which God will be able to, to, to have the divine interactions with God. It, 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 it's, it's the fertile, it's, it's the soil through which you can have relationship with God. Keeping this heart pure. That is one way by which we can truly submit to God. Keeping the heart pure. Oh, people of God. Dynamites of the kingdom of God. I kid you not, if we can focus on these things. Hey, I'm telling you, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll be having divine intimacy with God. We'll be having dreams where the master is teaching us things just for the purity of our hearts. Don't have any issue with anybody. Be quick to let it go. War through whom offenses linger. That's what the scripture tells us. Offenses will come. But war through whom offenses comes to Offenses linger like you are keeping the thing. You know that this one I'm supposed to let it go, but you are keeping the thing in your heart. It will cut you off the place of submission, it will cut you off the place of hearing for the master. I want us to lift up our hands. We have learned many things today. Let's take one posture. You can lift, you can do with your posture and say, Father, teach me about submission. There is a thing that only the Holy Spirit can teach you. There is a thing that only the Holy Spirit can teach you. The place of submission. The Holy Spirit can teach you submission. Oh, yeah.
oh yeah, oh yeah. Let me read the scripture in, in John chapter 16, verse 30. The Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit will come and he will guide us into all truth. Guide us into all truth, not some. Guide us into all truth. So that means that he is the epitome of guidance. He's the epitome of divine guidance. Divine guidance is the source of divine guidance. Master is teaching us that one way by which we can truly learn how to be submissive to God is by yielding your way to the guide, the Holy Spirit. Master teaches how to be submissive to the Holy Spirit so that we keep our hearts pure, our hearts away from offenses. Our hearts are away from fights. Our hearts are away from victory. Our hearts are away from, 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 from anger. Our hearts are away from, from offenses. Sweet Spirit of the living God. Only you can help us. Lead us, lead us, lead us, lead us, lead us, lead us into the place of submission. Lead us into the place of submission. Holy Spirit, our guide, we cannot do without you. Jesus, our shepherd, we cannot do without you. And afford us with your word in John chapter 10, the Bible teaches us about you being a shepherd. Holy Spirit, shepherd us like never before. Guide us into the pasture of plenty. Guide us into the pasture of plenty. Guide us into prayers. Guide us into reading of our Bible. Guide us into prayers. Guide us into fasting. Guide us into taking the pasture that glorifies your name.
are. Spirit of the living God, thank you for your presence in this gathering. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you that you have taught us submission. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.